You are listening to the Going Paperless with ADHD podcast with me, Morgan Dotson. This is episode 42, Thought Errors. Today, I want to teach you all about a concept that will help you gain authority over your brain and change your thoughts faster and with more ease. And so before we get started, of course, I have a wonderful quote for you guys today. And I think it does tie in with this concept of thought errors, which will make sense once I, once I teach it. So today's quote is from someone named David Stevens, which I had to look up. Um, apparently, he's an author with a fantastic quote. So here it is. Here it is. So the quote is, a lie is a lie, even if everyone believes it. The truth is the truth, even if nobody believes it. Again, David Stevens. It's a good one. So the other thing I do want to mention before we dive into the episode is if you missed your chance today, actually I'm recording this the afternoon after or the afternoon of doing another pop-up coaching call. They're public, they're free. Anyone can come and get help, whatever you're needing. Get called on live. I'll bring you on and coach you directly. Or you can put your questions in the chat box and get your questions answered that way. Um, I'm doing them first, or sorry, the second Tuesdays at two o'clock central from now, at least until the end of the year. Um, so if you want the reminder emails for that, go to morgan.sincoaching.com and it's either the big pink banner at the top will tell you the next time I'm doing one or put your name on that email list and you'll get the reminder emails and the link as well. So second Tuesdays at two central, right? And, um, I hope to see you there. So, all right, let's dive into the episode. So I want to teach you guys today about thought errors. Here's what a thought error is, and I'll tell you what it is, kind of how I approach them, what to do with them, and really it does help a lot for me to notice a certain thought in my brain as a thought error, and I'll tell you why. So a thought error, if we think about the thought feel act cycle and how it's so important to not just focus on your actions when it comes to going paperless, digitizing your life, and then also when it comes to managing your time whether it's actually planning stuff on the calendar or when it comes to following through on it and executing, it's important to be aware of the thoughts in your head. It's important to be aware of not just the things like the thoughts and sentences that your brain will offer to you, but also in listening to how you talk to yourself and the things you're believing when it comes to time in general, right? What are your beliefs around time? What are your beliefs around you? What are your thoughts about you as a person and your thoughts about you as a person and your capability for organization, for getting a result like organization or going paperless and then maintaining that result forever, right? And your, your identity will determine all of your results, right? So when you're noticing thoughts in your brain that come up, Maybe when you're doing certain types of work or just going about your daily life, right? It's important to know if that thought is one you want to keep. I think this work of organizing, and when I say organizing, I mean it in the sense of let's take a look at everything I have saved. Let's use the example of like everything I have saved on my whole computer. And taking a good look at it bringing it all into your awareness and then asking yourself the question, okay, knowing I have all these things, what do I want to keep? What do I no longer want to keep? What does not serve me, 
right? What do I not get value out of anymore that maybe I used to, right? Maybe it's certain apps, maybe it's certain files, certain ways of doing things. And I think the process for noticing your thoughts, becoming aware of them, deciding which ones you want to keep, and then deciding to keep thinking some or deciding to think new things is the same exact process that we do and all my clients do when we take a look at everything we've saved in the, in the example of everything on your computer, right? All of your digital information, right? Looking at all of that and saying, what do I want to keep? What do I want to get rid of? What no longer serves me? And then choosing deliberately and on purpose what you want to think in order to guide your life, right? And the other thing that's amazing is it's free to think new thoughts. It's free to no longer think the ones you don't want to think. Even if it takes some effort to kind of drop in to thinking a new thought or believing something new about yourself, it's worth it. It's also free. It's not like this certain thought about yourself, no matter how amazing it is, like costs $100 or it's a $1,000 thought. In order to get permission from, I don't know, the authority on if you're allowed to think certain thoughts or not, there's no like governing board that says this one, this thought about yourself, yeah, it's amazing, it's $1,000, right? They're all free. We can think whatever we want about ourselves in order to create whatever results we want, especially if that relates to organizing. So a thought error when you're thinking about thinking, right? If you're thinking about your thinking and you notice a thought, sometimes they make sense. Sometimes they are what I call a thought error. Now, I think Brooke Castillo was the one who actually created the term thought errors. So I think she may even have a podcast called Thought Errors. I'm sure she does. She's got like three, almost 400 podcast episodes and they're all amazing. So go check her out immediately. So hers is also fantastic. So I did not come up with this term, but it's helpful nonetheless. So a thought error is a thought that yes, you believe it, but once you really think about it and you think about the logic behind it, it isn't actually very logical, right? It's kind of like when your computer, I always think about like if my computer, I have a Mac, so if you're like a PC user, this might be a different sound. But when I'm on my computer, I don't, I don't really remember exactly why it sometimes pops up this noise, but it's kind of like if I'm trying to click certain, a certain thing and it makes like that noise, I'm butchering it, of course, but it's kind of like the, like there's probably like a pop-up thing that came up and you have to like click it away and you can't click on anything else until you click this one thing away. And it's the noise it makes when you're trying to click on something else, it's just like, it's just like glitching almost kind of like a thought glitch of like, mm, it'll make sense. Okay. Sometimes that helps me if I'm, if I'm kind of feeling like I'm just hitting a wall over and over, not necessarily like spinning, but it's, I can feel whenever I'm like coming up against a thought error that it's kind of just like, well, if it's true, I have nowhere to go then. Right. It's kind of like I'm stuck. Kind of like the, that feeling of like feeling stuck. Um, can you guys hear my chair? It's squeaking. <laughs> um, so here are some examples, right? I listed out several and it's also helpful to think of, um, like an area of your life. Like I remember back when I learned this topic of thought of thought errors, really topic concept. And I learned it around weight loss. And so initially I'd done a lot of work around my thought errors around weight and following my protocol and losing weight and all the things. 
right? And so I think this is also helpful for my clients to do too, to investigate what thought errors bring to awareness all the thought errors you have around going paperless, right? Or planning time on your calendar and following through on it and all the work we do inside my coaching program, really diving deep into what are your thought errors around it. And I wanted to teach you guys this today because in terms of managing your mind, right? Being aware of the thoughts you're thinking, gaining authority over them and then changing them to be what you want because ultimately our thoughts are what create our results at the end of the day. No matter what actions we take or don't take, our thoughts are what determine our results anyway. These ones, like these thought errors, to become aware of them and then to solve for them, it's somewhat somewhat of like the low-hanging fruit of thought work, right? It's kind of like low-hanging fruit and you can get some quick wins going to get some momentum started. And then from there, it kind of snowballs, right? You start getting momentum around one area once you've nailed down, like you've solved for some of the like low-hanging fruit, like thought errors, right? And then it just keeps getting more easy and more powerful from then on out, right? So this is always a great place to start in investigating your thinking around any kind of topic. So here are some examples of thought errors that, yeah, they're kind of like thought errors for me. I wouldn't necessarily call them sneaky, but sometimes they're sneaky, <laughs> right? It's kind of really easy to believe thought errors as truth, like as, a, as if I'm just reporting the news and Sometimes it takes me to get coaching on a particular line of thinking for them to notice and inform me, bring to my awareness that I have a thought error. I'm just thinking a thought error, whether it's written coaching or I'm getting coached, you know, via video myself. And it's sometimes really, it's, it's kind of nuanced, right? It's like sometimes it's really difficult to see thought errors from inside your own brain. Sometimes those are the easiest ones to spot. So just find where you land on that. It's not super relevant how easy they are to spot, but it's good to know that it is a thought error. So here's some examples and then we'll talk about them. So I brainstormed some that I think and then some that all my clients think regularly, right? I, I find these are pretty regular, stand, like not standard, every single client thinks them, but they're very, very common and very normal. And the good news is, is they're relatively easy to solve for. Okay, so a couple that I notice either in my own brain or with my clients, which really there's not a ton of difference, right? Because I do all this same work that you guys do, whether you're inside my coaching program or you've been following me on the podcast doing work right alongside me is I do all the same work, right? Whether it has to do with managing my mind around my calendar or carving out time to organize any, any of my digital things, right? It could be I need to just do like my yearly files sweep of all my files and just clean it out and refresh. Or, you know, I'm doing project management stuff, calendar stuff, it doesn't matter. I have to manage my mind right alongside with you. So I did brainstorm some from my own brain, but even the ones that I brainstormed from my clients' brains usually are mine too. So, okay. And, and it also was interesting for me to brainstorm this list of ones that my clients think regularly. And then to see some that maybe I used to seriously believe hard, right? I was so deep in it that I had lots of evidence for these thought errors, which when I say evidence for these thought errors, go back and if you're interested in what I mean by that in a deeper level, go back to the episode I just did before this called Cognitive Bias. That'll be a fantastic episode to 
listen to to learn about how our brain has a thought and it will find evidence for or create evidence for its thought. It always wants to be right. And so it's just good to know if the thing your brain is wanting to be right about is at least logical, right? So here's a couple examples. It'll take a lot of work to digitize all my papers or it'll take a lot of work to dot, 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 insert whatever you want, right? It'll take a lot of work to transfer from my paper planner to my digital calendar. Another one is it's going to be hard to maintain this result, whether it's permanently forever ditching your paper planner, going to a digital calendar forever, you could likely have a thought error floating around in your brain of it's going to be hard to maintain this result, right? It shouldn't have taken that long. Maybe as it, com as it comes down to like things you're planning on the, the calendar, plan it and you go do it. Maybe it took longer than you planned for. And your thought is it shouldn't have taken that long, right? That one is a like these ones here, I have a couple that are kind of similar flavors. It shouldn't have taken that long. I should have gotten that done in less time is similar, right? It should have taken less time. Or maybe sometimes your thought is it should have taken longer than that if you're surprised it didn't take that long, right? Or I don't know how long that'll take. Let me just read through these and then I'll pull out a couple that I think are worth unpacking. And I wanna go through kind of most of this list, right? Because there might be some that you don't catch right off the bat and it might be helpful to just hear lots of different flavors of them, right? So um, any flavor of the thought, I should have done it differently than I did is a thought error. Um, I'm not in control of my own time, right? So-and-so is in control of my time. My boss is in control of my time or my clients are in control of my time, right? Any flavor of I'm not in control of my time is a thought error. Um, let's see, some others are, but like I was thinking also too, to like back in some of my thought errors for weight loss. And sometimes they still even offer themselves to me and I'm like, oh no, it's just a no, right? I can get away with eating that, right? Like nobody will know if, I don't need that one. Not that one isn't quite a thought error. Um, some around money are I can't afford that, or I don't have the money for that is a thought error. Um, I don't know what to do next, right? I don't know what the next steps are. I've never done that before. That one's a pretty sneaky thought error. Um, I have to eat dessert at a birthday party. You can't go to a birthday party and not have cake, right? You can't go to a party and not have dessert right? Or yours might be around alcohol of like, I can't go to a party and not drink, right? Are you crazy? Right? Or it's easier if I cut corners and slack on this. Usually mine don't sound like that. It's more like, oh, I don't have to, right? Um, so those are some examples, right? So let's talk about a couple and kind of dive deep on a few and I think you'll get the flavor, like, I think you'll understand kind of like how to approach these when I go through just a couple, right? So there is one in particular, okay, so let's talk about, I don't know how, or, or I think even more useful is I don't know what to do next. I don't know what the next steps are. I don't know the next step is, right? A lot of times this is a thought error or it's always a thought error, right? Because it's not actually true. A lot of these thought errors, like, you could say that about 
all of these? Probably. If we really ran back through and we said, that one's not actually even true. Because if we were really honest with ourselves, a lot of times we do know the next step. And I'm, of course, speaking from experience here, right? This is me regularly. And then I realize, oh, that's actually not true. It's actually true that I do know the next step. I just don't want to do it because X, Y, Z reasons, right? A lot of times we avoid doing things and our brain will offer us the sentence of, well, I don't know the next step. So therefore, I cannot take action, right? And we always want to be taking action, massive action towards our goals. It's really painful and our brain likes to keep us stuck in stagnating, like spinning around, not taking much action, just like spinning around and around and around, right? So the thought, I don't know what the next step is, is not true. It is actually a lie, right? And if you have lots of evidence to support that thought, that's okay because I used to too, <laughs> right? It can be really easy to believe that sentence that our brain offers us. I don't know what the next step is. See, if I did know, I would have done it, right? But a lot of times, if we really told ourselves the truth, like, I do know what it is. It's just scary and I don't want to do it. Versus, I don't know how is the lie. So it's important to even just make that distinction. Because you can't move forward as, well, you probably could move forward from the thought of, I don't know what to do next, you would maybe just go like looking for what to do next. Maybe you deliberate on what to do. I could do this or I could do this. So-and-so did this. This is an option, right? Like it never actually has you taking massive action. So you can't take action from that thought. It's just not productive action. And so that's important to note too. A lot of these, like you will feel busy if you go to work on all these thoughts. They, they make you feel busy, but just not productive, right? So you can spin in the thought, I don't know how to do that, or I don't know the next steps. And you can think all day long, but you never actually created a, a productive result with, with data you can work with, right? But, but in, the, in the sense of like what to do with this one is you just tell yourself the truth. That's the step for a lot of these is it's not actually true. I don't know what to do next. The truth is, is I do know what to do next, or I know one possible next step I could do. I just don't want to do it because it scares me. Or I don't want to do it because it's boring, right? It's not that you don't know how to do it or you don't know what the next step is. Like you just don't want to do it because it's boring. And that's totally fine, right? It doesn't have to be exciting all the time in order to do it. I think that's important to note too. So this one is super common, totally normal if you have this thought. Our brains offer it all the time, right? You and everyone else on this podcast and on the planet has had this thought before. It's good to know it's not actually true, right? Our brain will want to keep it. Our brain will also fight to keep it if it's been protecting you from taking action that's potentially risky, emotionally risky. Not actually like you might actually die from doing something like that might be scary, right? Our brain thinks we might actually die. So that's why it's protecting us from the potential of emotional risk. So it's good to know, <laughs> right? It's good. It's also helpful, like for me sometimes to think about whether it's a thought error or a regular thought, right? Regular thought, meaning like it makes some logical sense. It makes sense why I think that, right? And just with the thought errors, like gaining compassion for yourself and your brain of like, why would my brain choose to offer me this thought? And a perfect example is like what I just said of, my brain wants to protect me from doing risky things. And so it offered me the thought, I don't know what to do next. And then I did nothing and it succeeded in its job, right? It makes perfect sense. Okay, 
let me look at another one. Um, right, like I don't have time. I don't have time for that. Or, or I mean, another similar one that's a thought error, similar to I don't know what the next step is, is I have too many things to do. I'm overwhelmed. I feel overwhelmed. And the result I create from that is nothing. I did a podcast a couple episodes ago on overwhelm. That's a fantastic listen. Go listen to that one too, um, to dive deep into overwhelm and what it creates or really not creates. Um, so the thought, I don't have the time, right, is a lie. Because what does that even mean? Think about the logic of that. What does that even mean? I don't have the time for something, right? Like when it really comes down to it, I could schedule the time, right? Like if I'm going to use the example for scanning all my papers, right? Like, oh, I don't have time for that, right? That's going to take a lot of time. That one kind of is a thought error too. Different. And it's important to know that those are two different things. I don't have time for that is a lie because I could break down the steps to scanning my papers in this example, I could decide to put that on my calendar and do it, right? But our brain doesn't want to. If you have a lot of resistance to doing that or you're struggling to do it, if you're one of my clients, it's like, it's just good to know that that's a thought error that I don't have time for that. Because you do. It's not like some people are void of time. Some people have a more, like a, a higher abundance of time. We all have the same 24 hours. So in the instance of what do you do with this one, like ask yourself, what's the truth, right? The truth is, is I do have time. I just have decided I don't want to do that for whatever reasons, right? Like, and that's important to question your thinking from all angles. Like take it out, write it down, study it from all angles and also get to work. Right. Because at the end of the day, a lot of these are just really easy grab ways our brain gets us into taking not action, right? Like keeping us from doing amazing things, taking action towards our goals, testing things, seeing what works, and then moving forward faster. Our brain really means well. It really does. So here is another thought error I see all the time. I used to think this all the time. And this was one of those that I used to think, regularly I had a lot of evidence for it and it was like the main tape my brain played and it's I don't know how long that'll take that alone I could do a whole podcast episode on it right like I know you ADHDers are out there thinking oh my god I think that all the time and it's important to know like if you just think about that thought it's really easy to believe that one as a fact so if we think about the model, if you're familiar with the model, if you're one of my clients, if we think about the five intercorrelated components of it, right? We have circumstances, which are neutral facts. The second line is a thought that we have about the circumstance. That thought will generate a feeling. The feeling will drive our actions or inactions. And all of that combined will deliver us our results at the end of the day. So when we think about the circumstance line and the thought line, What's actually in the thought line is, I don't know how long that will take. But a lot of times, without really questioning it and really considering where it belongs in the model, we can't put it in a circumstance line because it's not a fact, right? We, could, we couldn't prove it in the court of law. We couldn't have a room of 15 people and they all agree, you know, maybe scheduling, if you're thinking about scheduling time on your calendar, hypothetically to scan all your papers, not everybody would have the same thought about it 
that's sometimes a good tester for, is it a circumstance or is it a thought? It's like, if there were a room of 15 people, we'd all agree it's 75 degrees outside, right? There's no like, hmm, is it, is it really 75? Like the, the weather says 75 degrees, right? The data on this one particular thermometer, 75, right? Like it, we all agree. So the thought error of, I don't know how long that'll take. Think about your brain's logic. Just think about why your brain would want to give you this thought. Now, go back and listen to the podcast called Time Awareness. That was a while back. That's the one I talked all about time blindness and how you can cultivate the antidote to time blindness, which is time awareness, right? And once you continually do the process I outlined in that podcast of making a plan, right? That's the first big hurdle. Make a plan on the calendar, follow through on it, and then evaluate the data and then keep testing. Over time, you'll get, you'll be onto yourself on the obstacles to having it take the time it took, right? That you planned or it took way more time. Let's figure out those obstacles and solve for them. Over time, you'll knock down as many obstacles as you can. And then you'll look up and be like, oh my God, I know exactly how long that'll take me. You put it on there for that time. You show up, you do it and it's as good as done. And you do it in that time and there's no drama, right? Isn't that craziness, right? So the thought, I don't know how long it'll take. Our brain means well, because like it, and like it goes back to what, why would my brain be thinking this? What is the context for my brain offering me this thought? Because if you're trying to argue against your brain of like, oh, you're wrong or, or just generally rejecting like, or, or really, I think it's just once you can understand where your brain's coming from, you can ease up a little bit and then it makes it easier to change the thought. So if your brain offers you, I don't know how long that'll take and you believe it as a fact, then what, right? Like if you don't know how long it'll take, it's just like a non-starter. That's one of those for me. It's like I bump up against that noise my computer makes. It's just like I bump up against it because if it's true, if it's true that I don't know how long it'll take, right? Then what's, what, like, what am I supposed to do from here? Just sit here, right? Like how am I supposed to figure this out, right? Like, oh, I must, I must know, I must need to know. And yeah, it also kind of assumes like in order to put something on the calendar, I have to know how long it will take. Thinking, thinking even of like the tense, like the, the present or future tense of putting things on the calendar now and thinking how long they will take you. And another thing that ties in here is a lot of times we say that when we are also thinking, I am not really in control of my time. These other things outside of me are in control of my time, right? If that's another one that you believe too, it's good to know that it's probably playing a role here because I do not believe anybody else has control of my time except for me. And I rarely think this thought now of like, I don't know how long that'll take me because I'm completely in control of my time. And so that's another one too of believing someone else has control over your time. You might be giving them control of your time, but even then you had the power to give them that power, right? You're the one that the power originated from, <laughs> right? And then you gave it to them. And that's why it feels a lot of times like, oh, well, my boss has control of my time, right? He said, I need to take this meeting or whatever it is, right? That's a different podcast for a different day. But it's good to know that that one might be playing a role here too. Um, so what I was saying is, let me think. Yeah, I mean, I think I touched on the part of like, it's not a circumstance, it's a thought. And the con and understanding the context of that thought of, I don't know how long it'll take me. 
your brain wants you to not put it on the calendar and not make because once it's on the calendar like it feels more real of like once I decide tomorrow instead of just scan my papers I would maybe select I don't know an inch stack this is an example of something you could time block I would select an inch stack of papers I have them sitting here right on my desk tomorrow I am dedicating a whole entire hour to going through the papers I'm gonna process them I'm gonna take a look at each one decide if I want to keep it and if I want to keep it decide where I want to save it right if I do digitize either the information on it meaning like oh I have this bill I need to put these amounts into my, like a budget app or spreadsheet and then I can throw this paper away versus like there are certain documents maybe you want to scan and save right that, that would just be the difference so then in this hypothetical hour time block tomorrow I'm going to go through that by the end of the hour I will have scanned all the papers filed them away where they go that could be a result I decide to put on the calendar because once you do that it's actually not that difficult to go and do it even if you don't know all the exact details of how you're going to scan it what you're going to save and where right it's sometimes the vagueness in the plan that makes it hard to follow it's like it's really hard to follow like even if I time blocked tomorrow a time block that just says scan my papers or even just scan papers, right? That would be incredibly difficult for your brain to show up to that time block and be like, okay, what are we doing? I'm confused. Let's just not, <laughs> right? And so that's where you kind of have to find the happy medium between planning too granular and then planning too vague. And that's where the time awareness stuff comes in of like, I'm just going to test this. I have a great plan. This is my, you know, in terms of the scientific process, is it the scientific process? You just put it on there, you test it, you see what happens after you experiment, and then you, you uncover the data around it and then test again, right? Just keep testing, testing, testing. Eventually you'll get better. Okay. I, it's the afternoon. Can you tell I don't normally record these in the afternoon? I'm not sure if anyone really notices but me, but I feel so in tune with like my energy levels throughout the day and how well my brain works in the morning. And I feel like just today, it's like 4.30. I don't normally record them this far in the afternoon. It's just interesting. So if your brain offers you that thought, I don't know how long it'll take. Even asking yourself that question earlier of kind of just like a boilerplate question, you know, a list of questions to ask for all of these to just see, A, is it a thought error? B, is it even logical? Like, is it true that you don't know how long it'll take? If your answer is, no, I don't know how long it'll take, therefore I cannot put it on there, I think that second part is, is the thought error of like, I can't put it on there unless I know how long. But here's the truth. You decide how long it'll take you. Think about in college or in school, or anywhere this example applies if I was in college and I went to exam day for like I don't know English 102 whatever and there's an exam and it has you know it's a little packet and it's got 50 questions and the professor says you have you have one hour to answer 50 questions you have from 2 to 3 p.m. and at 3 p.m. pencils down turn it in then right I am gonna start like and, and it's like ready set go right and go <laughs> right da, 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 and go and so when you start you're working efficiently you're thinking about okay I'm at question 20 I have 30 to go okay I have you know 30 minutes left and you're pacing yourself and you're paying attention to the clock right and you're not you know you're not like getting your phone out scrolling 
right? Like it's exam day. It, we're taking the exam right now. There's nothing else in the world I'm doing. I'm completely right here. I'm paying attention, right? And that you're paying attention as, as you go, right? Let's say it's getting down to the wire of, okay, I have three questions left. I have two minutes left, right? Until t the teacher's like pencils down, right? And, and I'm pacing myself. Maybe I get done ahead of time. Maybe I don't, but even if I don't even finish the questions and the professor's like, okay, it's three o'clock, pencils down, right? It's also like that master chef moment of like, you have, you have 45 minutes to cook these three really fancy things and you're not at the end of it like, but I didn't finish. Can I have two more minutes? <laughs> I just think sometimes, like me and Neil have been watching um, MasterChef Legends, right? And they bring on all like lots of famous chefs, celebrity chefs. And sometimes we like watch it while we're eating dinner. And I think about that. I'm like, what if I could cultivate all the time this energy of, okay, I have to finish my dish by the end of this like ticking clock up there it's like this big obvious thing it's not like they're hiding the clock like we can all see it we all know how much time we have left right i'm thinking how much longer do i have to finish you know how much longer does my you know meal have to cook and and all the things and then plating it you have to account account for time for plating it and then putting it down and like you know like like pencils down right like you have to get everything on the plate and then you cannot touch it right if we could cultivate that which it is possible to cultivate that right just think about if you could cultivate that energy to making that plan on the calendar for scanning your papers tomorrow and then cutting out all distractions, right? Knocking down all the obstacles ahead of time and you show up and you bring that same energy of like MasterChef or exam day to doing the papers and making it not negotiable that you have one hour to finish this result. You will get it done, right? Because those people at MasterChef aren't like, can I just have a couple more minutes? They're like... All right, let's do this. The only way is through that mentality of like, there is not negotiating against Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> I almost, I like the thought of like, what would Gordon Ramsay say if the clock ended, the timer ended, and you're like, can I just have a couple more minutes? I'm not done putting everything on the plate. He's like, for sure, no. <laughs> right? It's a for sure, no, you're out. Like, or you get severely docked points or whatever. Like, no. <laughs> What if you had that same energy on your calendar of like, I have an hour, I'm doing it in an hour, not negotiable. I will be done in an hour. I'm going in. Anyone need anything before I go in? Here I go. Right. And you are working and you get it done. And that's, that is when this gets fun is when you really dial it in to that point and you've cultivated that level of focus and planning and execution. Not that it has to take lots of time to get there, but it's totally possible and available to you. Okay, so I think that's enough on that one thought. Let me think if there's anything else on that one particular thought. I feel like I could just do, like I said earlier, I feel like I could just do a whole podcast episode just on that one thought and go down the rabbit trail. So bringing it back to thought errors, it's important to question, are they even logical? Does it even make sense? And is it true? Like that's a really easy question to ask is like, is it true that... I can't go to this birthday party and not eat cake. That's not true. I do it regularly. I go to parties and don't eat the dessert, right? It's like, if we believe that as true, we'll just continue eating the cake without really questioning. And then we look up and we either don't feel good because we ate the cake 
like physically, or we have excess weight on our bodies. And that's why it's so important to question our thinking, not just in weight, not just in health, but in all aspects, you know, time, ADHD, right? It's just like, it's so important to notice your thoughts, right? To gain awareness of them is one thing. And that's why it's so important to write your thoughts down. It's hard to notice these thought errors if you're trying to notice them from within your own brain, but then even like, this is why it's important for me to write them out or maybe you like to type yours out is it helps me slow down and like actually take a look at them even rereading them and this like just even writing them out I'm like oh that's a fact for sure I don't know how long it'll take me so I can't put it on there therefore I cannot do it right or it's like I will reread some thought downloads of like I'll just brain them for like five straight minutes no filtering no editing go right and then after that, I take a breath and I go back and read it and I'm like, okay, that one was a thought error. That one's not even true. This one, I may want to take a look at and question. You know, that one feels really factual, even though I can recognize intellectually it's a thought. And that's the process for changing your thoughts, coaching yourself. And really, this is one of those things that makes or breaks, not the concept necessarily of thought errors, but makes or breaks like the long-term success of my clients is your ability to notice your thoughts and be on to yourself to notice the ones that are not serving you and then to gain authority over them by recognizing them as a thought that you can take on and take off, right? I could choose tomorrow to go put that thought on. Like I could try it on like a shirt of, I don't know how long that'll take me tomorrow. So then I either can't put it on there or I have to go through all these shenanigans to experiment and gather and cultivate data to figure out how long this does take me. And then when I do know, which how will you know when you know how long it takes you, it's like, I just decided it's taking me an hour and it's going to take me an hour tomorrow. If it just so happens you take a different amount of time, you want to go take a look at that and say, what are my reasons for this taking an hour and 30 minutes when I planned an hour or even it's also fun to know if it took you half the time go figure that out too it was not a fluke you created that result of it getting done in half the time than you planned in your brain which is crazy to think about but super awesome okay thought errors notice them notice them as a thought and I think it's also true you know like I mentioned in the beginning of it's kind of the low-hanging fruit. If you can nail down some of these thought errors and just notice right off the beginning. And what I find too sometimes is these are somewhat easier to solve. Of like, once I know the actual truth of it, like I mentioned in that example of, I don't know what the next step is. It's like, once I actually come to terms with the truth, then it's way easier to move forward because then I know what obstacle I'm solving for, right? I can't really solve for, solve effectively for, I don't know what the next step is, right? But if I just tell myself the truth of, I know what the next step is, I just don't want to do it because it, it scares me. Or I feel scared when I think about doing it and I think it will make me feel scared while I'm doing it, right? If I know that that is the truth, even if I believe a lie, right? Going back to that quote that David Stevens, like I, I gave his quote at the beginning, a lie is a lie, even if everyone believes it. It's kind of like a thought error is a thought error, even if everyone believes it. The truth is the truth, even if nobody believes it, right? The truth is, is I don't want to do it because it's scary, right? But knowing that truth, the truth of what's actually happening and going on for you, then you can actually solve for it. 
Brooke Castillo, she always uses this metaphor and it didn't click for me until a while of like, she always used to this metaphor when it came to like, I'm just not, I, it's kind of like, I know what to do. I'm just not doing it. Sometimes it's important to investigate your thinking and really understand why you're not taking action. Then when it comes to, okay, I know what to do. I'm just not doing it because of reasons that I know and I'm very clear on and I just don't want to. She uses this example of like, she'll be sitting in her chair, of course, on a coaching call. And then she'll just say like, it's, it's just the equivalent of like, I want to get up from this chair, but I just can't. Right. It's like, okay, so get up. Right. Like I'm totally control in control of, can I stand up? I can totally stand up. Right. I totally could stand up if I wanted to. I know how to stand up. I've done it before. Right. But I just don't want to. Right. And it, then it comes down to not forcing yourself, not like white knuckling yourself to doing that if you don't want to do it, but just telling yourself the truth and taking action anyway. Right. That's what a lot of this work is too, is like, I'm, I think this to myself all the time, like, I don't want to do this, but I will do it because I want the result of it, right? So I think that that's important too with the thought errors, right? Is recognize it as a thought error and keep on moving, right? Oh, like sometimes I'm getting coached and I'm like, the coach will say something like, oh, that's just a thought. And even then like, it's a thought error, right? It'd be one thing if it were your thought that is quite logical. I don't, and even then like, We'd have to even investigate that, but then it's coming down to like, if it is a thought error, I'm almost like a little excited when my thoughts are just thought errors because they're easy to solve for because they're usually so illogical that they're easy to solve with just a simple bit of logic. So that's good to know. So if you are one of my clients and you want to bring this topic to any of our calls to talk about, if you have any questions about it, definitely bring that to our next call. Anyone else, if you have any questions on it, please email me. Um, I think my email is somewhere on my website, but it's morgan at morgandotsoncoaching.com. So let me know if you have any questions. Otherwise, I hope to see you all at the next pop-up coaching call that I'm doing. Go to the website and in the show notes, you'll have that information in there as well. So I hope to see you soon. If you're interested in coaching with me, sign up for a consult call. So we'll sit down and we'll talk about where you're at and where you want to go and how digital organization can help you and you can go and achieve any of your goals when you are digitally organized to the level you want to be, right? So if you're interested in taking any of this work that we talked about on the episode, really that I talked about on the episode because nobody else is here in my office with me, <laughs> right? Even though I'm talking into all of your guys' ears, it's just me. So if you want to take this work deeper, I encourage you to work with me. And the first step is just signing up for a consult call, which you can do either from the show notes or from my website. So, all right, that's all I've got for you guys this week. I'll see you all later. Bye.